welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Joining me is Victoria Wilson, our Holby expert. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. Hello, and hi, Claire. Claire will also be talking about all of the other soaps later on. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Hello there. Now, have you both been to the pub yet? That's the biggest question on the tip of my tongue. Um, I haven't been to the pub. I have been to the shops, though. Okay, okay. And Claire? <laughs> I haven't been to the pub, but I've booked a facial. Oh, <laughs> exciting. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love all our beautifying. That's, that's the first thing that had to be in the, in the diaries. Um, okay, well, so from beautifying to Holby, which is not very beautiful, is it, really, this week, uh, Victoria? Because it's really, really ratcheting up um, on, in the Rayhound story isn't it yeah absolutely so um as we know obviously henrik hansen holby stalwart um took the brave step just recently of um admitting that uh, sahira shah's father rayhan sexually abused him as a child it's a really big thing for him it's you can tell he's still affected all these years on um and, you know, he managed to put his own feelings aside, though, to make sure Rayhan got the liver transplant he needed. But obviously he's sort of, he's sort of a bit stunned this week when Rayhan returns to Holby with complications from the surgery. Now, he's ever the professional and, you know, he wants to be the one to find out what the problem is and treat him. Um, but it's clearly a shock seeing him back at the hospital. And, and, and it's almost like every time you see your abuser, all those sort of old feelings come rushing back anyway um so Hanson's kind of he's determined you know he's he's made this announcement he's he's told the police made a formal statement to police and he is determined that that Rayhan will pay for his crimes but um there's a there's a quite a there's a really intense scene um in this week's episode uh between Rayhan and Hanson where basically a, a cunning Rayhan tells Hanson exactly how he sees events sort of playing out in court he kind of says well you know who's going to believe you after all these years and really goads him and and you know that that they're obviously going to believe me and I don't know where you're even bothering taking it to court and and all of that so again that that's that's what I said it just kind of shows you how how he's able to to sort of needle Hanson all these years on horrible um yeah, he is. He he shows himself in that scene to be a really nasty piece of work. I mean, if you were in any doubt beforehand, um, that you won't be after <laughs> after watching this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Rayhan sort of he manipulates him into calling Sahira to the hospital, um, and she arrives with Rayhan's grandson, her son Abs, in tow. Um, obviously, we know that up to now, Sahira's she's refused to believe Hanson's allegations about her father, but she's she sort of horrified this week when new evidence kind of comes to light, which strongly suggests that Hanson is telling the truth. Um, I won't say what it is, because it is quite spoilery, but, but definitely watch it. It's definitely quite a major twist. Um, it's been a really challenging storyline so far, but, but Holby have handled it sort of really sensitively and... And again, as I said, it really sort of is highlighting why abuse victims struggle to come forward decades on from their ordeal. It's very, very hard to prove historic abuse, isn't it? Um, yeah. We've seen so many kind of of late um, mm. in the kind of um, A-list world, if you like, mm. uh, which we have seen people um, sort of going down for, if you like, which is, mm-hmm. I, I would think... Um, 
very helpful to those people suffering in silence to see that they are being listened to because, as I say, historic abuse claims are notoriously difficult to to kind of um, rule in favour of the victim because it was so, it's you know so old, isn't it? Um, hard yeah. to prove. Um, it's uh, it's such a a horrible storyline, but yet yeah. one that uh, unfortunately will strike a chord with many people, I guess. There's a very um... There's a kind of interesting development in this episode to do with what I said was quite spoilery and that, you know, it really begs it begs the question kind of what is abuse? You have a lot of people, maybe they think they might have been in a situation but weren't quite aware of what was going on and and maybe yeah. someone speaking up, maybe someone speaking up opens their eyes to, mm. to the reality of the situation. So so there's there's definitely like something like that happening here. It's yeah. really interesting. And so um, we've got the whole Dom and Sasha storyline as well going on, haven't we? Um, yeah. And we've got uh, there's the, kind of this, this this plan to perform Dom's stoma reversal under the guise of an emergency. I, I feel like this has got it's going to go wrong all over it. Right. Well, <laughs> so so it starts this, this, uh, the sort of whole thing begins with Dom arriving at the hospital. He's making a really big thing of oh, I'm in so much pain. He's saying. And obviously, surgeon and his mum is is very concerned, and she kind of sets about finding out what's wrong. Like she wants to do scans on his abdomen and all of this. Um, but Dom insists, "Oh no, no, it's it's fine. You know, Sasha, I, I'm under Sasha's sort of charge, so I, I'll be happy for him to take a look at me." Well, obviously, us viewers uh, soon discover, as you say, that this is uh, something of a fake emergency, and it's all really just a ruse to get Dom into the hospital mm. so that Sasha can perform this sort of illicit surgery. Um, as we know, though, that there's there are absolutely no flies on Anne at all, and and she soon smells a big day rat. Um, if we remember, Dom sort of asked his mum in last week's episode if she'd assist in the operation. She flat out said no, uh, saying it was dangerous and unethical. Um, and, and here she kind of insists, I mean, she's confronted by the both of them and she, she stands firm and she's like, I'm not doing this. I don't want any part in this risky procedure. However, kind of Dom puts on the sort of puppy dog eyes and, and, and he also kind of makes her see that the surgery is going ahead with or without her help. So I guess then she kind of feels a bit like her hands are tied and she's like, well, maybe if I don't help and something goes wrong, then I'll never, you know, I'll, I'll feel so much guilt. We see a few um, of these situations, though, don't we? I mean, not yeah. just in Holby, but also in Casualty, where family um, sort of get involved and it becomes the, the, the lines aren't defined. And, of course, they should be defined because... If you're not allowed to do it, you're not allowed to do it. And as simple as that, whether you're a mother, son, father, daughter, whatever you are. Mm. But we do see these lines blurred an awful lot. And I, I, it makes me question whether, I mean, I don't know if there is a policy where, you know, people can't work, you know, family members can't work in the same hospital. But you kind of think, well, maybe that shouldn't be the case because actually it does put people in difficult situations. I think... I think, broadly speaking, there is a policy in hospitals for relatives to not operate. Yeah, it on, would seem on reasonable. Their <laughs> yeah, but as we know, this is Holby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she decides to sort of put her scrubs on, doesn't she, and uh, yeah. a, a, and go in and and actually help with the operation. But you know, is it going to be a success? Well, it, it. I suppose it's more to do with the fact that it's not. You know, Hash, uh, Sasha is a great surgeon, so 
there's no real doubt that, that anything should go wrong, really. It's more just the cloak and dagger nature of it and the fact that they, that, you know, it is slightly unethical and they perhaps shouldn't be doing it on a patient at the stage Dom's treatment is at. That's the mm. problem. Um, but, you know, this is, as, as I say, this is Holby and, and the operation in this instance goes relatively well. Um, and it does look like they might just have pulled it off. Of course, though, the big question is, will they manage to avoid getting caught by new boss Fletch? Yeah, I, mm, I feel like this story's going to run for a bit, eh? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But that's course. not all, is there? Because there's a, we've got a new face arriving. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So fans should definitely keep an eye out for a very familiar face this week as a former Coronation Street actress Deborah Stevenson pops up in this week's oh, Holby. Oh, wow. New di- she's, a, she's a new director of funding, Jenny Sinclair. Oh, okay. Um, so with Fletch basically... Um, wading through he's kind of wading through mountains of emails as, as Holby's new CEO uh full disclosure obviously viewers will have seen now that um Max this is sort of following Max's recent incident um Jenny arrives just in time to help him make sense of how much money the hospital's got and how much it hasn't um uh, and she's you know, she seems like a tough cookie, and, and it does look like these two will get on. Um, but I guess it, it remains to be seen whether Jenny is all she seems. Oh, of course she's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not only Holby, but also is a great storyline to be had, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And Deborah is great. I mean, she's already proven, as well as being a great actress, in, in whether it's Coronation Street or Bad Girls or any of those things. Yeah. Um, she's also an incredible impressionist. I mean, she can pretty much turn her hand to anything. So I, I think we can expect this new character to have a lot of layers. Let's just say that. Excellent. Well, we shall leave it hanging there. Thank you very much, Victoria. And welcome, Claire, because we're going to go from one hospital ward to another because I never thought I'd say it again this year, but seriously, they are pulling out all the stops again, aren't they, with a hugely hard-hitting episode. They are, Hannah. I found this really, really quite quite shocking to watch again. Um, you know, we had last week, we had BB coming in, you know, um, suffering suffering from effects of her um, vaginal mesh. And this week, we look at... Um, uh, having drink spiking, which is um, which is a shocking thing, and actually it happens to one of one of the nurses. So um, Jade and Faith, and Faith uh, um, is back after her mandatory leave after her big slap over the wrist. Um, they go out on a girls' night out. Now we're all back at um, you know pubs are beginning to open again, and they're out they're out in this outdoorsy kind of pub and. Uh, there's nothing exciting really going on. There's just two of them. They're not. They're not. They're not wildly drunk. They're just. They're having a having a good time, um, and you know. Um it's it, it's very frightening a bit for Jade because Jade, um, as as fans will know, wears two hearing aids, and um, what what I'm uh, what I think a lot of people who don't wear hearing aids don't realise is that um, that they they 
they um, amplify not just the person you're talking to, but ev- all the noise around you. So all the music and everybody else's conversation. And because she's I, 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 this reminds me a little bit of these kind of these uh, these you know, Teams or Zoom or whatever it is you're using to have these kind of meetings, and they try and cancel out the noise, but yes. it ends up cancelling out you. It must be because you know after a day of meetings, so you know it's. it's it would be really hard, wouldn't it, for, yes. for that? To, it's, everything's exacerbated, I suppose. Yes. So, 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 you know, Jade decides to take her hearing aids out because we, because the fans know she's an excellent lip reader, and it's just her and Faith. They're not doing anything else. She can sit facing Faith, and she can, you know, as they chat, she can read her lips, so she doesn't need to hear her, and it's much, much more comfortable for Jade. Um, and she, she actually takes these hearing aids out in the pub, and and um, so while her back is turned we see a, a man pop something into her drink. I mean, it's momentary. It's not, it's, that's the scary thing. So he has been watching her. Has he been watching her because he feels she's vulnerable because she, 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 she has a hearing impediment? You know, this, these are all things that, 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 that are, you know, that she feels. Um, and it, it's really shocking to watch because, because, you know, the, the spiking of the drink, it takes a little time to, 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 to get through her system. And, and so, you know, a, a bit later, Faith goes to the bar to buy another, to get another couple of drinks. And you see her looking unwell and, and she stands up and she's unsteady on her feet. We're in a bar, so people assume she's drunk. That's the scary thing, of course. Well, that, that's exactly what happens, because you go from being, not that I, I don't, I don't think I've had this done to me. Um, but you go from being quite, quite sober to suddenly instantly drunk and everyone just yeah. thinks you've drunk too much and you yeah. can't really prove that you haven't. No. And so she's on her own because Faith is at the bar. You know, bars are busy and you have to queue sometimes and stuff. And um, and she drops her handbag and all of a sudden a ma- this man swoops in to help her. And so people around her think that it's her boyfriend saying, oh, love, you're right, you know, and um, and he starts leading her out, um, out of the bar. So, you know, so she is, she's incapacitated and it's, she's in the clutches of this, this man. Um, Faith comes back and goes, oh, where's Jade? And then she spots her bag and all its contents on the floor and she picks it all up and she runs into the ladies thinking she's in, you know, she's in the loo, you know, as you do, you know, banging on the doors, Jade, Jade, Jade. Um, she's not there and she, 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 she rings Jade's phone, which Jade has actually has in her hand, and she's trying to follow this sound. And she runs out of the bar, and luckily, just as this man is taking Jade down an alleyway and has pushed her into this pile of rubbish... And you can see Jade on this pile of rubbish and this man has the intention of raping her. She can't do anything. You can see the fear in her eyes and she's immobilised. She is just... She, she cannot fight back. She can't do anything. And I think I found that really, really horrific to watch. It's quite timely as well, isn't it, this? Because obviously we talked at the very beginning about the pubs opening yeah. and, you know, people just being very excited to be out. And it is, I think, you know, you've said it's that instant... The, the instant uh, kind of is done. It's so yeah. quick. It's yeah. momentary. It's yeah. done. Um, and just to be aware of where your drink is at all times. Yes. Who has had access to it? If someone gives you a drink, sometimes even friends do it. Um, and, you know, you want to think, is the, is, you know, do I want an open beer? Can I not open my own beer? You know, all this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Jade is lucky because 
because, you know, Faith spots her and screams at this man to get away from him, and he runs off, um, and she calls she calls an ambulance and Jade's Jade's really distressed she doesn't want she she feels that she was picked on because because of her hearing impediment and she feels really really distressed she doesn't want anybody in the ER to know you know and she's been given a substance she needs to be checked over because she's been given a substance we don't know what it is mm. um and but it obviously incapacitated her it could have been anything and it, you know these these drugs you don't know what they're going to do to your system so some people you know obviously it incapacitates them but for other people it can you you know, it can have a, a further effect, and perhaps, uh, you know, it can. Well, you it don't can know what reaction them. you're. Yes. Well, you don't know what reaction you're going to have to any no. drug. You know, what, no. what a drug that one person takes doesn't affect them, and a drug that another person kills them. You know, yeah. that is that is a reality, isn't it? Yes. This isn't the only storyline though this week, is it? Because no. we 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 see Ethan finally having the conversation with Phoenicia about Huntington's, which has kind of been we've talked about for, for many many weeks, haven't we? And when's yes. he going to say something? And you know, she, I think what's lovely about this is they decide they'll fight it together and that they'll come together over it. And but, but secretly and sort of behind closed doors, you know, Phoenicia's not coping, is she? No, she breaks down because potentially she could lose both. So she could lose, she could lose Ethan to Huntington's because we know he has Huntington's. But then Bodie, we don't know about him. She could lose him to Huntington's at a later stage because obviously he can't be tested until he's 18 so um it's, it's 18 a, is it wow yeah. okay yeah so that's you know it's a long time away for yeah. her to be living with something like it's like a ticking time bomb i suppose for her she feels with both the men in her life because mm. uh, you know they're still not quite there yet but i think they will get there as a couple yeah, yeah, um, definitely. You know, they're living a, together now and stuff, and and they they've bonded over this. Um, you know, I think it, you know, it it was difficult. I think Connie gave Ethan bad advice. He said, "Don't tell her till she needs to know." But I think he's done the right thing now. Yeah, I think he has. I think it had. Yeah, he had. He had to come clean on it because you know a problem shared is a problem halved it probably it would have been you know worrying him too so no absolutely the right thing to do gosh so many go so much going on <laughs> we'll have to whiz through the rest we've got Hollyoaks up next um and Diane's mental health um is really taking a turn for the worse isn't it she's got this terrible OCD um and, and she's been worried that the electricity in the house is unsafe um but Tony doesn't seem to really understand quite how bad you know, the situation's got with her, I don't think. No. I think if someone said said to me, all the electricity in the house is unsafe and it's going to hurt the family, I would think, I would probably think, are you feeling all right? Mm. Um, uh, you know, and she, she urges him to call an electrician, you know, and he, he brushes her off. So this, you know, just like Casualty's done this big drink spiking storyline, this is a big storyline for Hollyoaks. And we know, Hannah, that Hollyoaks really like to do these these are massive impactful storylines yeah, and OCD do. affects so many people from the from the just the small things to the to the massively not being able to go out and really needing medical yeah. intervention huge yeah you know whether you just wash your hands that one time extra or you're you're in the throes of it like or you, or you check your door you know three times yes. before you leave whatever it might be yeah exactly yes yeah so so you know she's been through a lot we all know that you know we had edward um she thought her husband was dead he'd been kidnapped you know she she has been through a lot and i mean to be fair the poor woman has been through a serious amount i mean if if all she comes out with ocd i mean she poor woman i mean 
not many people could deal with this. No, no. And now she's pregnant. Um, and, and so, yes, yeah, so she's, she's worried that the electricity in the house is unsafe. Tony brushes her off. Um, so, in, and now she's putting her, her health and the baby's health at risk because in complete distress she cancels her baby scan and we all know how important it is to to attend your baby uh, your, your baby scans and um, your doctor's appointments for that sort of thing um, you know and so you know she's just spiraling and finally after worrying about a blown light bulb might set the house on fire she is overwhelmed by Nancy visiting and thinking that she's unclean so so somebody comes around to say hey are you all right and she's really stressing because she thinks oh you're dirty you're unclean you haven't washed your hands you haven't done this um and her obsessional thoughts lead her into peril mm. and she's got a baby on the way it's so and she's hard. got a baby i know yeah i think it, i think i think ocd is a really good storyline i think so many people suffer from it you know yes. and it's a real thing and like you say just from the smallest things through yeah. right through to the the biggest things it can it's it's trying to get i don't know how how easy it is to get help for things like that you know i think it's one of those things that perhaps isn't easily accessible to people so yeah it's a good thing to to bring yes. to light i think oh yeah um, and they've done a popular character as well so it's so it's so so it, you know so people will be will, will engage with it mm, oh yeah totally it's really engaging because yeah. and i suspect that a lot of people will see you know even if they don't um think that, that they are have ocd tendencies there'll be something they'll go oh, gosh like yeah. you said I, I i do wash my hands i mean washing hands at the moment frankly is <laughs> of course par for the course but um you know the the, the locking of the door uh, for me it's the hair straighteners you yes. know i'll i'll put them on i think have i and i have to get my husband to go and look at them so that if i ask him later in the day i did turn them off as yeah i checked you know i need somebody else to back it's, it, and it's ridiculous really because i've looked two or three times but it you will lots of people will identify with it i think yeah um so eastenders um wow okay. did you see the episode hannah where gray killed put where this, gray killed kush you, did, we called it didn't we we did. We called it back in January. I still didn't really want to believe it, though. I still no. didn't think... Because I thought, I thought if he went to prison, then that would buy him enough time to go and do what he wanted to do, and he could go back again. No, <laughs> no. Um, it, you know, so EastEnders wanted this to come as a shock so that when people watched it on Monday night, it, they would go goodness gracious me and uh so i so we were all pushing everyone towards the prison sentences i was talking about ben and you know gray being part of you know ben as ben's solicitor and and all giving him the evil eye in you know in the courtroom mm. um so so yes yeah, so gray um hears that um Whitney's leaving with Cush and little Arthur and you know, obviously he's not going to let Whitney go we knew he was never going to let Whitney go and mm. as you know as Cush Whitney and Arthur go to the tube station of course Arthur's little and you know little bladders are like mm. Whitney has to take him to the to the toilet which leaves Cush alone on the tube station platform mm. and suddenly he realizes he's not alone but surely this will be the undoing of gray because this is so public i mean you can't just throw someone in front of a tube i mean you, like you just can't can you so someone's going to see well we'll have to wait and see hannah won't we 
Hmm. And I'm I'm talking in real time, so probably not. And now that um, Grey has killed three people, because he's killed his wife, Chantelle, he killed Tina, and now he's killed Kush, that makes him officially a serial killer. Yeah, three or more, is it? Yes. I looked that one up, because I thought, you know, and that's quite a lot of people, really. I'm surprised the police haven't gone, woo, all these people... Well, this is why I wonder... Well, I'm wondering if this will be the undoing, because all the others were sort of private and, you know... He's got away with it. Yeah. But this is, this, I, I'm not sure. Oh, poor old Whitney. She really is I unlucky, know, isn't she? she is, isn't she? Oh, gosh. And talk, talk, talk me through the, um, the surrogate storyline, because we obviously spoke about um, Karen potentially being Rainey's surrogate last week. But this week, we see our daughter, Bernie, yes. not allowing her to yeah. do it. So, so Bernie says, no, 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 Mum, you know, I will do it for you um, and um, so Bernie steps in to offer to be a surrogate for Rainey um, and Stuart um, so I think I think Bernie thinks it's easier she, you know a mum's you know mum's a mum's of a certain age perhaps she thinks you know Bernie's very young perhaps she thinks she'll carry the baby easier and a lot better and won't be quite so tired you know Karen has a lot going on in her life she's also looking after little Bailey and money's mm. massively tight in the Taylor household both Mitch and Karen are out of work so you know so Bernie is thinking you know we really do need this money and and mm. and you know so Bailey watches Karen give her last meal to Bernie and go without food. Now, there are people and uh, families in Britain today doing that. I mean, it's a shocking thing that that a mother gives uh, the the last lot of food to her daughter and goes without food herself. And here we are seeing it on a soap. We see the... the I don't think people believe that's happening in our own country, and it absolutely is, and it's not just in sort of impoverished areas it's in it's it's also in affluent areas yeah. it's going on everywhere it's unbelievable yes yes and it is shocking it is shocking that that someone's going to to bed without food whether it be a child or an adult we we live in the uk hannah we mm. we, we should have enough food for everybody and yeah. um yeah. And we really yeah, we really should and little Bailey, who's only eleven, that's why I call her little. Um, she's, she 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 hears, you know, Mitch and Karen discussing, you know, the state of their finances, and she feels a burden on the family, and she makes a shock decision. So, you know, you know, Karen is such a, a such a lovely person. She took on um, Bailey when um, Bailey's mum, Dina, died. So that was one of Mitch's ex wife after Karen I think um so you know so she 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 took on Bailey but Bailey you know she thinks oh gosh there's there's just not enough money and if Bernie's doing that oh you know there's not enough food for everyone and she Mm. makes a shock decision Mm. and we also it's the first time we see Sue Holderness as Estelle yes um and uh, going on a date with Billy. She does, she does. She's coming in, she's got a very jaunty little cap on. She looks lovely, so, yeah, so just wait to see where that one goes. Mm. Now, over to the cobbles. Um, 
This week we see um, Sh- uh, Sharon, Rita's foster daughter, um, what she's really back for. Yes. Don't we? We do. So I, I said last week she wasn't back for a fa- loving family reunion and she's not, is she? Um, she's interested in tracking down Leanne and Simon. Why? Just what is her connection to all of this? And, you know, um, you know this is really serious because, because, you know, Harvey's in prison. He's out to get Simon if he possibly can. His gang are on the lookout for Simon and Simon, Leanne and Nick are in a safe house in hiding. So, but of course, you know, in amongst all of that, we have his dad, Simon's dad, Peter, very unwell. And this week, a liver becomes available for a transplant. So, um, you know, it's all, it's all systems go on that front. And this is very serious, you know, big, serious operation. Um, and Sam, his half-brother, messages Simon, um, who's in hiding and uh, says, you know, you know, your dad's in hospital, there's a liver. And Simon thinks, oh, I'm going to go and see him. And he sneaks out of the house and turns up at the hospital, putting himself in grave danger. Um, I guess the question is whether the, the, the transplant will actually go ahead because Simon does turn up, doesn't he, at the hospital? Yes, he does. Putting himself in a huge amount of danger and someone recognises him. Yep, and takes a picture. Will he fall into the hands of the gang? So will Peter's transplant go ahead? Um, And, yeah, and will Simon fall into the hands of the gang it's all it's all going it's all going on this it week it really is and and it is i don't really want to mention this but seeing as you're <laughs> going to make me um there's more pain for fears isn't there because i mean I tyrone literally in the words of jennifer anston is missing a sensitivity chip isn't he i mean really <laughs> yes. is um because he announced that he's taking alina to kevin and abby's wedding and it's just like you couldn't be more tone deaf if you tried I know, that is just so wrong on so many levels. So Tyrone is is meant to be Kevin's best man. You know, they work together, they that you know, they're in the um in the garage together, they spend all day together mending cars along with Abby, who's the other um the other mechanic. And so Fizz, obviously, and Tyrone as a couple, they have been on nights out and you know with Kevin and Abby lots. Mm. So they're kind of like a foursome, I suppose, and now and now so so Fizz will want to be at the wedding, but she's going to have to see Tyrone parading, shall we say. I'm going to use that word, parading Alina around. Mm, that's just... Uh, it's just... It's just horrible. It's so unthoughtful, because whatever his feelings are, whether he's moved on or he's in love or in lust or whatever, you, whatever it is, she is still the mother of his children and yes. someone he's left, and he should have some feelings for her and for his children, because if she's suffering, the children will probably be suffering. In terms of upset, seeing their mum upset, you know? Yes, they're massively upset, the kids. We know this because, like, they keep asking, does does Daddy love Alina more than us? Mm. It's so, oh, it's horrible, horrible, horrible to watch. And, yeah, someone needs to have a word. (laughs) (laughs) So, Emma Dale, um, who has got it in for Kim? Because... We, we know a few weeks back we saw Kim collapse, didn't we? And and I think everyone thought that, or she was worried that it was she had the same illness as her father. Um, but actually, someone's poisoning her. Yes, yes, isn't this shocking? We we, we saw her collapsed, and um, she was she was unconscious all night. And Lydia found her and helped her, and she's thinking, oh no, oh no, you know, I've I've got the same illness as my dad, and she's continuing to be feeling ill because somebody has poisoned her brandy 
so every time she has a sip of brandy, she's taking more more of this noxious substance. Who is it? Um, well, we don't know. We don't know. Um, so this week, I mean, it doesn't just affect Kim. So this week, her granddaughter Millie is also a little unwell, and Andrea asks Kim to look after her. And Kim's, you know, says yeah. Um, and as she's babysitting, her, she collapses. And she she feels really unwell. And she collapses, but she just manages to get a garbled voicemail message off to Andrea. And Andrea rushes round to find Millie in the throes of an allergic reaction as well. So, so, so we have Kim collapse, and the child she's meant to be babysitting in the middle of a, a, an allergic reaction. So, yeah, this this poisoning has hit two people. So, um, I'm wondering whether the the mystery poisoner is actually within the the sort of the Tate house. So, yeah. So, is the mystery poison poisoner inside or outside the Empire, and quite frankly, Kim has enough enough enemies that you could write a list that would stretch from Jonna Groats to Land's End. Yeah, that is Hannah. that is true. She does have a few people that are after her, but this is this is taking things to another level, yeah. isn't it? So. Is Joe Tate going to come back? Is Van- now Vanessa um, is due back? You know, Charity's partner. She's she doesn't have a um, a beef with Kim at all, really. But you know, this is Emmerdale, as Victoria says about Holby. This is Emmerdale, and it will be a good way to introduce someone back in. Um, but we'll have to wait and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's it's um, that's not the only storyline going on because it's a tough week for Emmerdale's best loved couple, Nicola and Jimmy. I, I think you describe them as the Vera and Jack of Emmerdale, don't you? They are, they are. So you know, Jimmy was behind the wheel of the truck that crashed into the barn that killed Paul. So he's obviously massively stressed and 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 upset um and this week he's charged with death by dangerous driving um so you know that's quite that's very serious Mm. and anyway even if you know killing someone must weigh on your mind if you do it accidentally in a car um he, he was having a panic attack uh and and also the sun the sun blinded him as well i think he came around the corner and the sun was in the wrong place it was all it was all very tricky. Um, and he's, he's stressed out. Jimmy's also dealing with little Carl's mum, Juliet. So, so Jimmy, Jimmy had little Carl. You'll love this one, Hannah, because um, Nicola asked him to have a vasectomy. Mm. And he said yes, but he was a bit... He didn't want to give up um, his, his chance of fatherhood. So he went to a sperm bank and banked some sperm. And there was a mix-up at the... Sperm bank and Juliet got some of his sperm, and that's how little Carl came about. So, so Juliet and Jimmy are always rowing over Carl, and she's really being quite oh. aggressive. And um, and Nicola, his wife, is trying to hoodwink him into selling half the business over to charity, and uh, it all gets too much for him. So he's got Juliet nagging him, he's got Nicola betraying him, he's got the police charging him with death by dangerous driving. And he makes a shock decision. What is it? Mm, poor guy. He's under pressure, isn't he? He is. Serious he is. pressure. He's, he is. They are great. Nicola and Jim, I, I think they're a great couple. They're always... They're kind of... They've got a bit of comedy value. I mean, you know, so... So, yeah, I would like to see them resolve their differences. Yeah. 
she seems to be that, like you say, like the Vera and Jack, the sort of pushy one, telling him what to do. And he sort of just goes along with it. She's very pushy. Very pushy. <laughs> like, she's wow, great. what a what a great week in Soapland. It's um, you, well, you can't really. Leave, I know you're allowed to leave your sofa now, but you don't. You won't want to be leaving your sofa, frankly. Um, so absolutely, keep staying safe. Keep watching these soaps because you're in for a treat this week. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. Mm-hmm.